Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermon from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and, and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And then again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Well, welcome to today's podcast with Pastor Stephen. This week, we are looking at Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 11. And the title is, How's Your Mindset? And one word. One word. How is your mindset? How is your mindset? One word. I think I said it with one word inflection. It appears I? as though you did. I was just making sure the listeners knew what you were okay. talking about. All right. We're on the right page. How is your mindset? Now, your point number one, though, is... A mind set on sin. Two words. Two words. Got it. I got that. Um, and so you kind of take us through this process about where our mind is. Um, you even ask the question, you know, is your, is your mind set on the spirit? Is your mind set on flesh? Um, and so your first point, a mind set on sin. Um, and, and in that, you make some statements that, you know, uh, those in the flesh cannot please God. They don't know God, um, and they won't submit to Him. So, uh, I mean, I'll let you. I'll let you run with that because there's there's a lot there's a lot of meat in that. I'm sorry I gave away your points, but there's a lot of meat in that in those statements. Yeah, the well, you know, Paul's making a contrast here, uh, and the point I make: mindset on sin, mindset on spirit. I mean, we could say, okay, uh, the mind of a unbeliever, the mind of a believer, the mind of a Christian, mind of a non-Christian, whatever the case may be. But the contrast there, just talking about uh, um, how uh, how not only are our minds different, but but the way it translates into our life. I would say I would say your mindset will even equal your lifestyle. That if if your mind's jacked up, for lack of a better word, uh, so will your lifestyle be. Um, and so the lifestyle is merely a byproduct of where your mind is and what you're thinking and the way you view, uh, the way, uh, the way you approach life and the way you view biblical truth, the way you view morality, the way you view everything in the world. But the first, uh, the first beta study or test that he does there in, in verse five is, is he starts talking about those who do have this mind that is set on on evil or set on sin, and he makes a bold statement. You've already mentioned it. They can't please God. Yeah, there's just no way right. that they can please God. We know the only way to please God is through a relationship with Jesus Christ, and that relationship with Jesus Christ is going to produce uh, good deeds and good works. And one of the points that uh, that that I kind of drew out is uh, so many people approach pleasing God with altering their behavior or, hey, I'm going to make some changes in my own life. I'm going to clean myself up. I'm going to fix some things. And that way God will be happy with me. And uh, that way I'll go to heaven when I'm going to, when right. I die. Because, right. you know, you, you know, you sit there and you walk down, you just walk, talk to people cold and you're like, hey, you know, do you believe there's a heaven? Yeah, I believe there's a heaven. You believe you're going to go to heaven when you die? Well, yeah, I believe I'm going to go to heaven when you die. Why do you think that? Well, because I'm pretty good. Right. Lived a good life. Haven't killed anybody. Been faithful to my wife. Been faithful to my wife's. I got you. Uh, I got you know you. Um, all, all those kinds of things. <laughs> right. And and it's this. Well, I'm going to uh, 
I'm going to, I'm going to clean myself up and then God will be pleased with me. And, and kind of the point that Paul has been making over and over in Romans is we do not have the power within ourselves to do that. That's the reason why we need Christ. And when we receive Christ, the Holy Spirit is that power that enables a life to be changed. Right. So I, it may be redundant, but I'm going to ask this question for our listeners. So there, there is somebody actively that um, me and a buddy of mine are talking to, um, trying to talk to him about Christ. Uh, he's had some rough things happen in his life, and he has told us, to our face multiple times. Hey, I just, before I get back into church, I just got to fix some things in my life and I got to get some stuff right. And we've told him over and over, man, it's not about that. Like it's, it's about letting God work in your life. So how, Pastor Stephen, how would you, um, in, in year 22 language, like how would you answer that to somebody going, they're, they're looking us in the face and going, Hey, I got to get some stuff right before I can even come back into church because I've just I'm so messed up. Yeah, I, I would almost I would almost sit there and I guess this would depend upon a relationship level. Uh, I don't know that it necessarily would with me, but I I would sit there and say, well, okay, what is it you got to clean up? Yeah, tell me what is it? What is it that you got to clean up? And let's just say, uh, and man, I don't know this guy. We've not talked about this guy, and I'm not even saying that this this is this guy. Let's just say you're talking to somebody randomly, and they were to say, well, you know. Uh, um, I, uh, I have a addiction to pornography. Let's mm. just say that. Cause that is a huge, I deal with that every day with folks. Epidemic man. Ep- I mean, the, the most dangerous addictive mm. addiction there yeah. is hands down used to be, I would deal with, uh, with men and now yeah. it, it, male, female doesn't, doesn't right. matter. Right. Anyway, let's just say that that's it. Uh, okay. So you got to clean that up before you can get back in church. All right. Awesome. So, uh, what do you think is at the root of that? Mm. Lust, right? Lust. Okay. So when will it be fixed? When you quit looking at pornography, when will it be fixed? Mm. When you get rid of that lust yeah. issue? Yeah. Mm. Uh, cause, cause lust is, I mean, that's, that's in the, that's in the mind. Yeah. When is that going to be fixed? You know, you go back to the whole Jesus thing where, you know, they question Jesus. Hey, we, 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 we've heard that we're not supposed to murder people. Is that right? We're not supposed to murder. And Jesus is like, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't murder. But I'm going to tell you, if you have hatred in your heart, you're guilty of murder. I'd like to see their face whenever Jesus said that to them. So he just upped the ante. Yeah. He just yeah. took this to a whole new game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, you've heard, you've heard you should not commit (laughs) adultery, adultery, but I'm telling you, if you've had lust in your heart, very few of us walk around saying, oh yeah, I've got lust in my heart. But the reality is if you have ever, uh, looked at someone, the opposite sex and you think something that should never enter your mind, then, uh, hello, lust. So Christ is just up the ante and he has just basically said, "Hey, Hey, every one of you guys, or in this category, you're all guilty. So I would sit there and say to the guy, at what point do you reach that? Because you will never reach that. Yeah. You will never. What is that that cleaning up? What is that going to look like? Tell us, tell us what has to happen and then start trying to dissect that. But but again, it's not a, a condemning thing as as much as it is, hey man, there's hope here. Uh yeah. while 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 my flavor of sin may not be the same as yours, you know, uh, there's a flavor of sin for me. Yeah. Um, and it's not about getting myself right to come to Christ. 
It's about coming to Christ and he, and he getting myself right. Um, so that's the way I would approach that. All right, and your, and your second point um, is they don't, they don't know God. So a mindset on sin is don't, we don't know God. Um, and you said it, you know, we can say that we know God, but really don't have a relationship with him. So. Yeah, it's called profession without possession. Yeah. And there are folks who, who and, and they base this off of, of Scripture, and don't, don't, don't ask me which passage it is. Right. I, uh, so what time, passage? I'm just kidding. Yeah, Sorry. exactly. I mean, you give me some time, I can figure it out. <laughs> but we, uh, you know, there are folks that are like, ah, oh, see, you know, the very fact that someone would say, Jesus is my Lord, is indication that Jesus is indeed their Lord. Well, no, that's not that's not really the case. I mean, you can you can make all kinds of confessions, professions, allegations, all those kinds of things, but is the Spirit of Christ living inside of you? And then he kind of fleshes that out. Well, how do we know the Spirit of Christ is living inside of us? Well, I mean, uh, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, you know, he 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 leads, he directs, he corrects, he convicts. Um, he is he is kind of that uh, sanctifying uh, individual that is in you that is daily making you more and more into the image of Jesus. So I can sit there and say all day long, uh, like like I can sit there and say all day long. Um, uh, golly, what what could I say? Uh, I love going to church. I love going to church, man. I love the church. I love the church. I love the church. I love the church. And then I never go. Or I really love the church. Mm. Or, or I can sit there, mm. you know, I can tell my wife all day, I'm going to, you know, or before she was my wife, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you. I love you. I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you. I mean, I would have said it much more suave than that. <laughs> I love you. I'm going to spend the rest of my life with Snake. you. But it wasn't until that day that I slid that ring on her finger and I repeated those vows that was like, you know what? He, he really does. Yeah. He's going to spend the rest of his life with me. Um, and so I can sit there all day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. But but until that until that surrender has occurred, which which a, a, a product of that or proof that you're in Christ, man, I'm changed. I'm not perfect, right? But I'm changed. Uh, my want to. We've talked about this. Right. My want to has changed. I want to please Christ with my life. And when I don't, and there will be times that you want, then then I'm broken over that. I'm, I'm hurt because uh, I know I know this is not evidence of the spirit he lives yeah. inside of me. Yeah. Well, and, and your your third sub point under this is you know they don't submit to God. They won't submit to God. And one of the one of the notes I made was you know we're it's basically like they're living but have no life. They're alive but dead. And I really liked how you broke down. The word life, you know, the the bios and the zoe, the difference there and what it means. Um, so can you can you expound on that again? Because I, I really think the the thought of living without life that's a pretty radical statement when it comes to probably how most people are trying to get along these days without. Christ. Yeah, absolutely. That's and, and, and again, that's how most people live. Right. Uh, you know, the Bible tells us that uh, wide is the, yeah. the, the the super eight-lane highway, <laughs> freeway, that right. leads to destruction, and narrow is the path. So that kind of gives us an indication of how many folks are on those. 
uh, I'd say most folks are they're they're living as far as physical life, and and you, you talked about the Greek word uh, bios, and I went into that because that's the original language the New Testament was written in, and uh, that's not the word that he uses here when he talks about uh, life. And uh, I even talked a little bit about uh, John 10, 10, when Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. Well, he didn't come so that we would have physical life. Mm. He came so we would have uh, purposeful, uh, I think I said uh, quality. Zoe. Uh, uh, yeah, zoe, abundant life. So there's bios, which means physical life. And there's zoe, which means uh, a quality yeah. of life. And that's what we're talking about here. There are so many people that, that go through this existence on earth that they have physical life they're living but but there's no quality to it when when i say quality there's no hope yeah there's no peace my goodness uh I think I think some of the most you know the wealthiest people in the world. Yeah. Uh, if you do some research, you, you you find out that some of the most successful wealthiest folks have committed suicide mm-hmm. because all the money in the world and all the fame in the world could not buy peace. Peace. That's one of the things that he talks about here, which uh, talks about the um, a mind that is set on the spirit, the 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 security and the peace of God that we have, and that all flows from that zoe, yeah. that quality of life. And so it's not just about having an existence. I mean, we, we, we have, we all have an existence or we wouldn't, we wouldn't be having this conversation right right now. Nobody would be listening to us. You know, the five or 15 that listen to us on podcast, (laughs) they wouldn't be listening to us right now. Uh, yeah, I think we've all established. We have, we have, we have a, uh, a living about us, but he's saying here, no, 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 that's not why you have, you've been given that living so that you might have, the life. Yeah. And of course we know sin leads to death. It's kind of what we talked about last week, that whole, uh, the law of sin and death, the, the heart that are the soul that sins, it shall surely die, mm-hmm. uh, for all have sinned and been separated, uh, from the glory of God. And so as a result of that, while we have this bios, so many folks have bios and then they don't have bios. Yeah. And then, then you know, and then all of a sudden the destruction comes. Mm. Well, I just thought it was a, a a great example of tearing that apart and what it looks like diving a little bit deeper in that word because we don't think about it, you know. But um, well, we have really we have one word, yeah, for life in our language. Uh, it's kind of and it's kind of neat when you uh, when you start looking at the original language, Old Testament written in Hebrew, which uh, my goodness, some of the hardest hardest classes I ever had. Uh, Hebrew sounds like you know always sounds like everybody has a sinus infection. Um, when they're talking, <laughs> oh, that was I was going to try to make that noise, um, but I didn't. The, I didn't uh, want to do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and this is really going to hurt us with our listening audience in Israel right now. But the uh, the Greek, yeah, the Greek to me a little bit easier to understand, a little bit easier to read, and all that stuff. But yet the uh, to look at the original language and the meaning and all those kinds of yeah. things is just so rich. Yeah. It's just so rich to understand exactly what he was saying. So it'll, so it translates to what we're living in right now. So you alluded to it. You just said it. You know. So point number one was a mindset on sin. Point number two kind of takes a, a different turn. A mindset on the spirit. And you know, sub point number one under that is you know we'll be indwelt by the spirit. And you looked at Romans eight verse nine. Um, 
So I'll let you I'll let you dive into that one because there you you got several things here under this whole being in the spirit, a mindset in the spirit. Yeah, he and and in verse six again of Romans eight, he even says to be spiritually minded is is life. It's it's that zoe, right? It is that quality of life and and peace, right? And so uh, I I don't know that I've met anyone. I mean, even the most hardened people. I don't know that I've met anyone that says, nah, I don't want peace. All right. All right. I, don't, I don't want peace. Can I tell you, there there have been many in their last moments that had that spent their entire existence not in peace. Yeah. That were longing for peace. Yeah. And begging for peace. Mm. Um, but he says to be spiritually minded is, I mean, that, that's that's that quality of life and 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 peace. And so he says the only way that that can happen to have the security uh, of God is to have your mind set on the spirit. Because when your mind is set on the spirit, then that's going to bring about the right kind of lifestyle. And uh, and yeah, and the first point was uh, people who have their mind set on their spirit, they will be indwelt by the spirit of God. That's what he tells us in verse nine. And uh, I think a lot of times we forget that the Holy Spirit does reside inside of us. Uh, those who have surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ, uh, that our uh, our body, our soul, our heart, we are the very temple of the Spirit of God. It's not something that happens past salvation. It's not something that is extra to salvation. It's not after we are saved and surrendered to Jesus, we pray and say, hey, God, give me more of the Holy Spirit. Please give me more of the Holy Spirit. It's not like this progressive thing. Okay, once you memorize five verses, Hmm. then you get a little, I'm going to turn a little bit more of this spigot and spout of Holy Spirit, and it's going to come. And, you know, after you've been a Christian for a year, then all of a sudden, no, nothing along. We, We get Get all the Holy Spirit we need the day that we're saved. Do you think that a lot of folks sitting in the room um, think that? You know, do they? Do you think that people listening or people that are maybe new to church or maybe even people that have been in church for a long time they have heard Scripture time and time again? Do you think that they think, you know, well, the the better I am, the the more I'm gonna. Be, There's two. I, yeah, I, I would say there's two ways to look at that. Okay. Uh, number one, we just mentioned it. I think there are a lot of people who are, who profess to be Christ followers that are in the church that do not possess the Holy Spirit of God. Yeah, and I've had conversations. I'll even I'll even yeah. talk about an example this this coming week as we continue on in Romans uh, of a conversation that I had with a guy many many years ago, and he was a great guy. He was at church just very very faithful and he came and he said hey listen i hear you and i hear others talk about uh you know feeling led by the spirit of god and um what what does that mean yeah. I, have, I have no idea what that right. means right. i hear you say that you know the spirit has spoken to you and you know he even, he even asked the question was is that was that like in an audible voice and i'm like oh no no, no. it's much louder than an audible voice yeah. he's speaking in my heart yeah and he had no clue he's like i don't get this i don't get this and in the conversation i'm like hey man listen i'm to me, to me, this 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 might be proof that you you don't know Christ as Savior, and uh, and he did. He gave his life to Christ, and all of a sudden, as he started drawing near to Christ, you know, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I get this whole leadership of the Holy Spirit thing. <laughs> Amazing now. how that works. Yeah, so I would say, I would say, number one, you have, you have a lot of folks that are filling the the pews or the aisles that that 
they're highly religious. They're good people. Mm. They just they don't have a relationship with Christ. Yeah. Or you have folks who genuinely have a relationship with Christ that have never moved beyond that infant stage, and they don't know what it means to live a life under the control of the Spirit of God. Yeah. Um, and just like any other relationship, that relationship is going to be it's uh, it's going to be weird. Uh, if I have no fellowship, it's going to be weird. It's going to be uncomfortable. Um, it's going to, it's going to, I don't know. It's just not going to fire right, uh, whenever I do spend time. But if I spend time periodically, then, then how in the world, how in the world, you know, Jesus is going to say, Hey, my, my, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. So, I mean, there's, there's a couple of ways you can yeah. interpret that scripture, right? So I don't know. To your, that's a great question. I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. I do, I do think, I do think the work of the spirit may have been, maybe it's downplayed a lot in the church. Yeah. Um, I, I, know, I know I know so often, and this is the way it was when I, the church I grew up in, and thank God for that church, man, that you know my parents in that church, they taught me they taught me the gospel of Jesus Christ, but it was kind of like, okay, hey, yeah, awesome. you've received the, you've received grace, you've been saved. Sweet, have a seat. And there was there was no there was no growth, there was no discipleship. there was this, I'll be honest with you, it was it was many, many years later on my yeah. own study where I'm right. like, Sanctification? What is this? <laughs> right. Nobody's right. taught me about sanctification. What is this work of the Spirit of God? Yeah. So, so maybe, maybe there's a lot I, of that there. I don't know. I just think about you know the. I mean, I listened to your teaching for you know many years, and you know you go over this stuff like you teach it very clearly and in, in a way that it's easy for uh, the average person to understand. But you know, I. In my conversations with people, it's like, you know, they're afraid to take that next step on, and you said it, you know, they're, they're baby Christians. Like, yeah, we've, we've accepted Jesus. Cool. Well, that that's, I'm not, I'm not doing anything else. I just accepted Jesus. So I know that I'm good. They're afraid to take that next step. And I, and I don't remember when you used this illustration, but you talked about a, a boat next to a dock and we never lift our sails. Like we got to lift our sails to be able to move forward. That was, Otherwise, last, that was last week. Last week. Yeah. That's all right though. Well, I, see, I remember. I listen. I listen to what you're saying. I just can't remember when it was. But I mean, that's. I mean, that's illustration. Like we don't. We don't raise the sail to move forward in Christ. We're just staying right next to the dock. Because like, our our intern has a sailboat. Ah, that's what it was. That's what it was. I knew we talked about it somewhere. She sailed this week to Maryland to hang out with some friends. <laughs> that's right. Eat some uh, clam chowder. <laughs> well. Back to our yeah, point. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're I right. Mean, like, you're right. We have all the Holy Spirit we yeah. need. And so here's, here's the deal with the boat, right? The wind blows. Right. And the boat doesn't move. It It, it is not until we take that active, yeah. uh, willful um, decision and action, I'm going to raise the sails, yeah. that the boat starts moving through the wind, same way with the Holy Spirit of God. And, and even your second point. Yesterday was, you know, we're going to surrender to the spirit of God's control, or I'm sorry, surrender to the spirit's control, but we got to be under the influence of God, and you know, I think we kind of hit that. Um, so your 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 third sub point under a mindset on the spirit is uh, they can be transformed by the spirit. So we can be like He keeps on changing us. It's this uh, daily transformation. I'm going to ask you to talk again and re-explain that manna example, because again, man, that's just a powerful example. And I know you make fun of me for every time I say the word powerful, but you know, that's an example. That was a great example of, 
of how God works on the daily for us. Yeah, and I and I'll say this before we talk about that example: the uh, the point can be transformed by the Spirit. I, I would say that anyone who has the Spirit of God living inside of them, because they have a relationship with Jesus, uh, as we would say in the Baptist Church, they have been saved. Hmm. That the way we ought to say that is, yes, I can be transformed right, right. by the Spirit of God. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, almost like your buddy there that you were talking about. That you know, well, there's things, some things I got to fix and clean up before I can come back to church or whatever. And you know, and our goal is that we we want his approach to be. Oh no, it is Jesus that changes me. I can, I can be, and I think that's very important because. There are folks that have lived under the con, uh, condemnation of their own sin for so long that they believe the lies of the devil to think that while everyone else can be transformed, they can't. Mm. They can't be changed. Mm. And yeah. the devil, the devil will say it like this: "You know who you are, man. You know you 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 really know who you are. You can play the game That's for everybody a else. Great statement, yeah. Um, but man, you know what defines you? The devil loves to whisper, mm. uh, the father of lies, and uh, you know." Um, and and so for us to sit there, and it's a pretty big deal. It's Clearly, it's a statement of faith. But what it is saying is, you know what? I take Jesus at his word that he can even transform me. Yeah. Yeah, I take Jesus. I trust Jesus that he can forgive every sin in my life. And listen, and he can, he can change what has been a love for that sin and make it a hatred for that sin. Um, and man, that's from one end of the spectrum to the other. I think the frustration comes in so many people's lives because we've all heard those testimonies of folks that have said, you know, hey, man, I smoked, I smoked like four big fat ones a day, and uh, or maybe they'll say it like that. I've I've never smoked a fat one or a skinny one, either one. But the, uh, you know, man, I used to I used to smoke dope like crazy, and then all of a sudden I gave my life to Jesus, and the very desire that I had to smoke. Yeah pot left me and it's never it's never returned in which praise god god can, absolutely he could do that i would say i would say that's that's not the normal and so i think because maybe this this uh, sanctification this transition does not happen as fast as we think it should then um then we want to throw up our hands and say yeah yeah, yeah i really i really can't be transformed I can't, I can't be changed. Uh, but the point that you were talking about, that daily transformation, yeah, yeah beautiful story. Uh, the Old Testament, when God was providing bread for the children of Israel as they were wandering in the wilderness, uh, and he caused manna to fall from heaven, the instructions that he gave them was, hey, listen, you can't, you can't store it up. You can't, you can't say, I'll get a pot for the whole week and eat out of it. Uh, no, it's only good for a day. And, yeah. uh, and, and some of them, some of them tried it, some of them yeah. tested it and sure enough, it was rotten. And to the best I know, I've never eaten manna, but rotten manna doesn't sound too tasty. I've had rotten apples and rotten nuts and stuff like that. And anyway, there's rotten. Well, we call them rotten for a reason. So, right. so he's like, no, it's gotta be fresh. It's gotta be every day. And stop and think about that now every day. An act of faith. Every day I'm going out trusting that God has provided. Every day I'm only going to fill my pot for that day trusting that he's going to provide again tomorrow. And so it's that daily act. And I would say the same thing when it comes to our relationship with him, that there are so many of us that sit there and say, oh, man, you know, all right, I've already learned that all that needs to be learned about the Bible. 
Really? Yeah. Wow. No, no, not at all. <laughs> or, yeah, I've been saved. Yes, I know I'm going to heaven when I die. I can relax now. Yeah. No, no, no. Listen, uh, to me, Jesus saved you to make you more like him. Yeah. And the byproduct of that is you're going to go to heaven. Here's the way I've explained it before. I may have even explained it this way on the podcast. If the whole pursuit and the whole ultimate goal of Christ's work in your life is to get you to heaven, then what should happen is the moment that someone gets saved is they get shot and then they can go on to heaven because it's already been fulfilled. Yeah. And uh, no, no, man, he's getting great glory by sanctifying you. So it's that daily Man, daily, I'm gonna I'm gonna get bread every day. And by bread, we're talking about the bread of life. We're right. talking about the word of God. I'm right. every day, man. I'm getting bread. I'm getting bread. I'm getting bread. And uh, you know, it's like let's say let's say you've been going out, and we know that only happened, uh, you know, years for them. But let's just say, all right, I've been taking my pot out for about 25 years, getting this bread, um, and uh, maybe maybe I've gotten all the bread there is. Well, well, no, the bread, bread will keep going. It'll yeah. keep being there. You just, you just keep coming. So, man, it's, it's going to be just like a hunger for yeah. physical bread. Oh, God, give me a heart that is even hungrier. Yeah. For physical and spiritual bread, which we know only comes through the studying of God's word and spending time with Him in prayer, and uh, so there's that daily transformation. You know, folks will sit there and say, "Well, I'm the same I was when I got saved." Yeah. Yeah, you've not taken your pot out to get any manna. No wonder. No wonder, right? So it's that daily transformation, daily. And there are folks that are listening and be like, man, it's been a long time since I've read my Bible. I need it. You know, what do I do now? Start. Pick back up where you left off. Yeah. Yeah, he blesses even even today's obedience. You know, you could be hungry, 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 hungry. Uh, well, I haven't, I haven't gone out there in several weeks. I wonder if the manna's still there. Oh wow, look there it is. Yeah, tastes just as good as it did three weeks ago. <sighs> when you even made the statement regarding this illustration that you know some of some of us might be trying to live off of twenty year old manna mm. rather than you know going back to the to the daily understanding that it that yeah. it never runs dry yeah i just i just don't know why i don't feel close to god <laughs> right. where'd god go right. I, I don't well i don't know what's going on i used to boy we used to sing that song you know i'd cry and i'd i'd have i'd have god bumps on my arm yeah, yeah. and oh what happened i don't know what it is maybe they're not singing it the way they used to sing it or something and yeah absolutely no wonder we're stale and dry and yeah. indifferent and cold um, we're we're dependent upon, you know, be like us saying, "Yep, I've not eaten in ten years. Uh, I don't understand. I've lost eighty five pounds." Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I can understand why. Yeah. Uh, then the right after that, you you made the statement that there's a going to be a future transformation. Uh, talking about uh, we we will be renewed. Jesus is coming back soon that transformation will happen because of jesus um and you were you were talking about and i don't i don't remember the exact way you were trying to talk about this but you were talking about how somebody said man i really wish 
or do you know when Jesus is coming back? And you said, man, today, today would be a good a day as ever for Jesus to come back. Um, I'm going to tell a story real quick, Pastor Stephen. So when my wife and I were in Texas, uh, we lived in a little bitty house and we lived next to some chemical plants, some refineries that were really close to our house. You could see the glow from the fire like in our yard. So one night about one o'clock, we hear this big explosion and our house kind of shook. We get up as quick as we can. By the time that we got outside, we see just cars all down the road, lined up, lights, like people were evacuating out of the town. And we're standing in our yard and all of a sudden we see this big, huge fireball. We see, we hear the rumble of the, uh, the, the explosion that happened, but all of a sudden like ash starts falling on our heads, like ash is falling in our yard. And we're like, <laughs> I looked at my wife and I'm like, did Jesus come back? Like which, which way is East? Like You've I was looking left behind. Yeah. I was like, what in the world happened? Like what is going on? It was just a natural gas explosion. But you know, you, you're, you're right. Like that started us having this conversation, you know, like, man, like Jesus could come back any moment. Like the, uh, we we gotta be we gotta be ready to to answer that that call. But like I mean, he he could come back. I don't know. It 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 reminded me of that story you were talking about. You know that man. We will have this this future transformation because Jesus is coming back soon. And uh, well, yeah, it he, just reminded he, me of that. Yeah, the work that he's doing in us in that daily transformation again of making us more and more and more like the image of Jesus, and we're getting you know more and more and more until eventually one day, boom. Yeah. He, he, he finishes it. It's done. Uh, he transforms even these old bodies that are so corrupted by sin. Um, and we, we can't. We can't even really understand that. John did the best he could to write yeah. it down. But he, yeah. even even in his writings, you're like, boy, you tell John struggling <laughs> right. to try to even convey right. what he saw. Right. Uh, yeah. and, um, but it's just, it's just to know that what he has started, he will finish. Yeah. And that's a comforting thought. So you ended you ended on the question going back to the beginning of your sermon, like, "Hey, where's your mind? Where's your mindset? Uh, is it is it set on the spirit or is it still set on the flesh?" And I think that's just a great example for us as a church uh, to constantly be, uh, you know, equipping ourselves through Scripture, listening to what you are saying through the through the Word of God. So. Um, man, if you're listening again, you know we say this every week. We want to be able to help you uh, through this. Through this, we want to be able to talk with you with any questions that you have. And uh, man, we are just excited that you are tuned in and dialed in to listen to what we're saying. And Pastor Stephen, again, thank you for your time. Always um, diving into the Scripture. So, uh, again, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Hey guys, this is Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today, Unchangeable Truth. This is a ministry of Highland Park Baptist Church in Panama City, Florida, and we would love for you to visit us if you ever find yourself in the Panama City area. Our address is 2611 Highway 231 North. You can also learn more about our church and its ministry by going to our website, www dot highland and it's h-i-l-a-n-d park.org there you'll learn more about what we believe what we teach about the gospel of jesus christ there'll also be a sermon archive there so you can go and listen to various sermons over the last several years as always we would love to talk to you 
about your relationship with Jesus Christ. So feel free, shoot us an email, info at highlandpark.org. If you'd like to learn more about Jesus and what it means to follow Him, our prayers are that you would draw near to Christ, that this podcast would be used to point you to Jesus and to help your faith grow and your walk in grace. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening.